Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Tuesday. Jake Scott with you at our Vivint Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello. How you doing today, Jake? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you somewhere in between? Oh, somewhere in between as usual, Gordon. (laughs) <laughs> somewhere right in the middle so, somewhere so you're not happy and you're not uh you're not miserable somewhere in between complete joy and failure to get out of bed i'm <laughs> i'm right there right there in the middle at what point in the day does that usually hit you um well let's see i got up this morning around six forty-five, so probably about then <laughs> It's just right off the bat. Right off the bat and remain consistently in the middle ever since. (laughs) Okay, so all all I guess that means is that uh, I hope uh, something good happens real early so that you can remain that way. You know what? I I was thinking about this today, Gordon, and I I thought of a a specific challenge for myself today because I think, you know what? I need I need a positive attitude today. I need to look things, uh, look at things differently. And I I decided that that today I will try and consider and and be and build upon your every point today on the show. I'm not I'm not going to be sarcastic. Uh, I'm not going to automatically have my mind go to disagreement. I'm going to be all about constructive conversation today and and feel free to hold me accountable. If I say something snarky, feel free to mention it. Yeah, but that's your charm. That's that's what makes you who you are. That's uh, I don't know. What are we going to do with you? What are our listeners going to do with you? If you're not you, I just think I could. I'd agree with you, Gordon. But then we'd both be right. I, I just think <laughs> I I um I need to look at the show today through a more uh, more constructive lens. How about okay, that? so let me throw something at you right off the bat, okay. and we'll circle back okay. on it depending upon. All right, Major League Baseball. Let's see you ah! build something positive off of that one, bud. Well, baseball is America's game, Gordon. <laughs> It, we've well, been playing it, it for we've been playing it for a long time in this country. It's uh, how we how won't did, be playing it for a long time. How in this did country? the uh, <laughs> James Earl Jones, also known as the CNN guy, 
How did he put it in uh, in Field of Dreams? It, it marks the times, Gordon. And maybe that's for good or for bad, but you know what it does? <laughs> it marks the times. For right, example, me, when we look back okay. on the, the COVID era, we're going to say, you know what? Baseball marked the times by not being a part of it. How's that? How's that? Uh, that we, <laughs> could be worse. The stars could be being called off to war like they were right. once upon yeah, a time. How, how, how's that? Was that okay? Uh, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable with it. What do you think, Austin? Uh, I hate baseball with a fire right now. So if you say baseball is good, I hate you with a fire. So you... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> they are the worst. They are a curse on society right now. They're vomit. They're, 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 they're gross. What is the worst of it? There's 40 million people without jobs, and these billionaire and millionaire crybaby, spoiled, rotten, petulant children can't get together to play baseball over money? Shut up with that and get out of my face. Hmm? A lot of people feel that way. I don't care if you're Mike Trout. You're supposed to make sixteen million. You're only going to make six million. Oh, poor baby! Play ball or shut up. Now I we, don't want to hear about it. Now we don't want you to hold back, Austin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's forty million people wondering if their kids are going to eat today, and, and and Max Scherzer is saying the owners weren't paying me my money, and the owners are saying, "Well, no one's coming to our game, so I can't pay you money." Shut up. See, I'm gonna try. And, well, I'm gonna try and balance that out a little bit. Okay, let's see what you can do. <laughs> just gonna. Am have I a, wrong? I'm just gonna have a better attitude in in general. Look at things from a from a less contentious point of view. Hmm. All right, let me try Enabler. something. Enabler. Yeah. Let me let me let me try something different. Okay. Right, let me just just try in here. All right. The year 2020. Is the year I'll always remember. Always, always, always will remember. I will I will not forget the year 2020. This is a song, a year to remember. And let's just hope it's limited to 2020. <laughs> <sighs> okay. All right. I, well, I, 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 you're really trying. I'm impressed, Jake. You're, you're, you're trying. I'm, you're I'm trying. sickened. Just gonna be. I'm gonna be constructive. I, I, I think. No. I feel like the easy way to go these days is to be cynical, snarky, and and a little on the angry side. Maybe a lot on the angry side, in Austin's case. Uh, but so I, I'm going to will myself to be more constructive today. See this, Gordon. How do you feel about this? This is not the time for us to be changing things we can rely on. There's not a lot we can count on and rely on in today's society, but I do count on Jake being snarky and telling us the truth in, in an entertaining way, and now he's just going to be disingenuous, and that's, that's disappointing. I'm not disingenuous. Is it, Baseball is, it, is America's pastime. It's time. not. <laughs> <laughs> this is Mr. Baseball yelling. You can't even get through that sentence without laughing. You know, Austin has a way of of keeping you honest. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try. So So, all I'm saying is feel free to call me out today. Today only. You're so soft. Today only. It's one day. It's one show. Take a stand, Jake Scott. Suddenly bowing down. (laughs) We're just going to be constructive, that's all. All We're not going to tear down, Austin. We're building up. Okay. I want to try Everything's something. Everything's fine, Gordon. Everything's I, I wanna, fine. I want to try it right off the bat. And I, I, I want to see how this goes. All right? And, Austin, I hope you're ready. All right? Because I'm going to drop this on you. And I want to see if you can do it. You just did it. 
but I want to see if you can do it again, all right? No pressure. 20 seconds of baseball, all right? I can't. 20, I, think I, I think I already covered it. You, you just did. <laughs> I was trying, trying to see what would happen if we just went 20 seconds of baseball. That'd be a lot of rage. We all prepared for that kind of emotion for 20 seconds of baseball right now from Austin? And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. If you've ever hated billionaires or millionaires more, I'd like to hear about it. Email me, austin.horton at 1280thezone.com. I'm on Twitter, at Austin Horton. You can call 855-340-ZONE. If you've ever been more sickened by professional athletes and owners, I would like to hear about it because I say you have not and you never will be again. (laughs) Oh, man. Did he hit it right on the mark there? It sounded pretty close to me. I mean, I think the bet only is 20 seconds, right? That keeps you honest. Uh, Yeah, I think we get the point. We get the point. And furthermore... No, just kidding. No, you're good? All right. Key Womb's losing. Really? Yeah. That's too bad. Well, you know, this is delayed but uh, the heroes. Come on. We haven't checked in on that. Baseball is South Korea's game now. How are the Bears? I don't care. Oh, are my bears still ahead of the heroes in Samsung? Yeah, probably. Uh, uh, I don't know. You it's, know, we are uh, the only ones who can Google this. Uh, uh, NC twenty six and ten on the year. Doosan's that's, oh, that's in the third. Yeah, third. 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 Yeah, they're five games back at first. Kiwoom is in fifth. A game and a half back. Samsung. <laughs> hey, Samsung's only three and a half back of. Yeah, it's not uh, bad. The, the the Bears. Yeah, it's not bad. It's coming down the stretch. Eighteen and nineteen. We're almost to five hundred. Please give us something else to talk about. At least they actually play baseball in Korea. Well said, Gordon. Well said. Did you see that uh, that Darren Ravel just uh, on a uh, gauge on this country's thirst for sports and uh, and vices for that matter? Did you see that uh, Darren Ravel tweeted out that uh, this past weekend's PGA tournament? Uh, what, the Colonial, was the mm-hmm. most bet-on PGA event in the history <laughs> of, I think it was DraftKings. <laughs> so every every sports gambler out there was like, it's something to bet on, quick! <laughs> Take all of my money, all of it, please. Who <laughs> doesn't say how... who got the most bets placed yeah. on them? Uh, no. Didn't fact, say who well, that let me was. see if yeah. I can find. But, uh, Golf. Apparently, everybody was betting golf this weekend. So do we miss sports more or sports betting more is the question. It's really. all the same, you know. <laughs> well, it's not exactly the same. <laughs> Some people love sports and love watching the games and without, you know, dropping any kind of Skittles on it. True. But some people do like it, and they're watching the same game. So your point is? Didn't, uh, didn't, didn't betting get uh, sort of... Uh, legalized uh, in a lot of states around the country last year? Yeah, the feds got out of the way, and uh, now states are deciding whether or not they want to do it. A lot of states. How are we, how are we doing here in Utah on that, on <laughs> that front? You know what? It's funny because uh, Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox came on the station a year ago. It, it was when the federal law went away, and he basically said it's in Utah's constitution, and so it's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's in the, it's in the Constitution. Yes, Gordon. Think of the children. Apparently, it's in the Constitution. <laughs> they don't so deserve that money. I, I think I think it would take a significant amount of political will to get that done around here. God. That I mean, we can't even get 
horse racing in this state. Yeah, but that's not one of those deals where, you know, it's going home, but everybody looks the other way. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It might have been my computer. I think it, I think it wow. was. Wow. Sorry, I was startled there. <laughs> I know. By, think by about the me. robot that is I'm... about to, to ambush Monson. <laughs> Gordon's robot butler is showing hey, up. Hey, no, I'm in. I'm in a, I am a, here a, to serve you lunch. No, I'm in a rather spacious room by myself, uh-huh. and all of a sudden I'm hearing another voice uh-huh. out of nowhere. Wow. That startled me. Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, all right. Well, we have a lot to do today, uh, Gordon. I'm, I, I'm, I'm eager to see how Jake holds up with nothing but positivity all day long today. It's not going to be just positivity. I'm, I'm just going to be constructive. I'm going to take your comments and, and try to build upon them as opposed to point out the ridiculousness of their nature as usual. All right. Well, as usual. You mean as you usually do? Or as I usually say, ridiculous things. Well, uh, the latter. But really, I was just testing you there. That would have been a point where you could have said, hey, that's not constructive. And <laughs> yeah. right there. Yeah. So I'm Look at just... that. You're failing right out of the gate. Well, you, you, I asked you to monitor me, and you're obviously doing a bang-up job already. Boom, another point that you could have said is not constructive. When you, uh, when you used to play sports, when you, you were a tennis player and you were a baseball pitcher, were you a fast starter? Were you quick out of the gate, or did you usually have to settle in? Uh, I always liked being a reliever, so usually in that circumstance you had to come out ready to go. Mm. What do you mean, mm? <laughs> What's that supposed Great to be? Great analysis. <laughs> yeah, right. Is that, is that disapproval? <laughs> No. I just, how about how about on the tennis court? Were you did you jump on your opponents early, or did you uh, sort of have to find your your groove? Well, let me put it this way, Gordon: is being the mentally weak human being that I was, if I didn't get out early <laughs> on an opponent, then I was in real trouble. If it came down to a, a long, drawn-out match, uh, the odds were I was going to, you know, have a nervous breakdown at some point and lose. Who's the who's the uh, preeminent or the the, the, the best or the uh, the most dominant quick start athlete you ever saw? Is it Tiger? Well, I think it would be uh, what's his name uh, Bolt the sprinter. <laughs> oh, did he always jump out right off the? I thought his limbs were so long that he had to sort of get going before he. Burned on down the back stretch there. No, I I just thought maybe the world's fastest sprinter would be a obvious <laughs> answer to the question. That you... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, well, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, fast starter, you know, uh, I don't know. If anyone uh, cares to uh, add to that, at Jake Scott's own, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson. Uh, fast starters. Uh, the the Warriors are kind of that way, or the, the Warriors that we knew, right? Where they would come out and start kicking around teams and then get bored. And and the nobody teams, had to, none of their starters had to play in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the teams would then get back into it, and then they'd wax them again in the third and, yeah, sit out the fourth. It wasn't that kind of their pattern, that they'd come out and care for a minute and then not, and then care again in the third, and then it was over. I suppose. All right, Jake. So if since this man, this is I'm not used to this. I'm not used to you being sort of a voice of sunshine. So how about if I said the NBA season yet to come, the finish of the season will be what? 
I think it'll be exciting. I I really do, and that's that's my genuine opinion. I I think this is a unique circumstance, and maybe the the first part of it's going to be a little bit weird when the games don't matter as much. But once the the playoff kind of something's really on the line. Uh, it's going to be the same old NBA playoffs, I think. Plus, we're going to have game after game after game after game after game. We're going to be drowning in NBA basketball, and that sounds pretty sweet. Do you think that the the, the how, what effect will uh, will it have on players, coaches, everybody involved in this, not to have their family around? Well, I would suppose that uh, depends on their relationship with their family. Uh, but on the whole, I would say, yeah, it's going to be a challenge. I, I think, you know, whether people acknowledge, uh, acknowledge it as an acceptable challenge or not is kind of funny because wasn't wasn't Kyrie Irving talking about saunas or something like that in a previous call and, uh, you know, the, the lifestyle that these guys lead. But the truth is they're going to have to hunker down for a while. And those sorts of things, you know, they can matter. It can matter what what your lifestyle is going to look like and the access your family has and it has and those sorts of things, absolutely matter. I saw the fallout from what Kyrie Irving was sort of putting out there uh, with various players. Some are in his corner and some think he should just retire. You know, I I, I find this this whole scenario really fascinating. Because you have so many different players at so many different stages of their careers and so many different um, circumstances financially and as far as their their career and building it on the court and what they've accomplished so far and what they haven't accomplished. And so all these these voices are kind of I don't know, I, I, I think it's. I think it's both fascinating and I think it's healthy, too, for these guys to uh, to voice what their concerns are. You know, Donovan Mitchell, we talked about it yesterday with him concerned uh, before he signs that big contract that's coming his way about what happens with uh, in the case of injury or if it were to happen. On the one hand, I think, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Donovan. On the other hand, I think, wait a minute, you what were you thinking before any of this happened? You know, because you were on the verge of all of that regardless. And I'm not sure that this scenario is any different than than the scenario would have been otherwise. All right. Can I express to you my opinion about Kyrie Irving and try to be constructive about it? <laughs> yeah. OK. OK. You, if I'm not being constructive, you let me know. Uh, I, I see the word agitator thrown out in a lot of social media stuff, especially over the weekend, talking about Kyrie Irving. And actually, the role of agitator in traditional unions is a very valuable one. It's the it's you know, if you can rally, you know, enough voices in the union behind you, you can make reforms within the union. You can go back and, and look at unions in this country and find dozens and dozens of examples. So the role of agitator is actually that that word has negative connotation, but it's actually really a, a valuable thing. For example, I think there's a lot of value in the concerns that Donovan Mitchell is raising. Yet now nobody said, oh, Donovan Mitchell's being an agitator, even though by the definition of the term you could actually you could actually say that because Donovan is coming from a place where like, hey, value guys like me because we've got a lot on the line and here's why. The issue I have with Kyrie Irving is because he I don't know if he's the proper person to be in that role of agitator in this particular circumstance. And that he is. He is a vice president. He is. I know I, he, he has that role in the union, I suppose. But he's not going to be there, Gordon. He's not going to be at Orlando. Well, he's hurt. 
He's hurt. Yeah, exactly. So if we're talking about compensation for injured players, by all means, Kyrie, let's let's really hear your opinion. But I mean, it's like like Ed Davis alluded to in his comments with Hoops Hype. It's really easy for Kyrie Irving to make that decision for others from his circumstance. Right. And so, I mean, if there's if there's a, another tie, another person who's an agitator who's got a lot to lose and says. Uh, uh, I'm willing to lay this down for this belief, whatever you know, Black Lives Matter or whatever the case may be. I think that that voice would be would be amplified and be amplified a little bit more. And and maybe you know what? Maybe there are uh, voices in the league that line up behind Kyrie. I just uh, the fact that he's not going to Orlando. Just I don't know if he's the right guy to be the voice of that message. Well, that's what I was getting at earlier with all the different uh, voices from different corners coming coming out. Uh, I do think it's healthy. I, I think it's good for players to cover all the bases. And I do think there are players out there who don't want to go to Orlando. I, I think they're out there. I don't know how, how loudly they're speaking, but there are some guys who just don't want to do it. Um, I don't know how many, and but I do think the majority do want to go, and a lot of it has to do with finances. I I don't think there are that many, Gordon, and this is just a, a sheer opinion, kind of looking at uh, actually the. Uh, well, let me let me put it more constructively. If if there were more voices that were concerned about COVID nineteen, and I know that wasn't your entire point. I mean, there might be others no, who don't want to go for different. A, everyone's got a different for reason, a different yeah. reason, but specifically about COVID nineteen, I I personally have been surprised we have not heard more of those voices. In, in all the reports about these calls and and objections coming from the players and meetings with with the NBA itself, we haven't heard a lot about that, which I maybe, which maybe I find interesting. Maybe that's because that's a baseline thing that everyone's concerned about. And, you know, this other stuff that cropped up was more kind of out of the blue. Yeah, maybe. I'm just surprised, that's all, that we haven't heard more of that voice, if if any. We've heard some voices who have been concerned about the environment, about uh, being in the quote-unquote bubble. I know, but see, that's so easily restricted. dismissed by the public, right? That's like, oh, you're not getting your sauna. Well, buck up, pal. <laughs> you know, that's, that's so easily dismissed. It comes off so out of touch. What do you always say? Buck up, buttercup? Buck up, buttercup. You know, get the steam going in the bathroom. I don't know, but figure it out. See, I think that's that's more viable than I would make fun of that because it's uh, to ask some some of these guys to go, isolate themselves in a, in a in a relatively small space for three months what could be three months that's could be more than that actually couldn't it uh you know that's 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 a sacrifice that they hadn't planned on uh let's see here uh we were talking about horse racing real quick gordon because this mm-hmm. is this is fairly interesting from our friend you shasta trailer on twitter it says this was classic and for fast starters, I'd nominate Iron Mike Tyson. Uh, but he, he links a, a paragraph in a story, Gordon. One of the best pictures the Iron County Record newspaper ever ran was the UHP arresting two, uh, arresting two older lady lions who were taking bets on the Iron County horse races. While the photo's uh, caption didn't mention it, the man second in line wearing his cowboy hat and jeans putting his wallet back into his pocket was none other than <laughs> Governor Scott Matheson. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Can we all that's just, hilarious. I mean, 
Is gambling really that bad? I mean, people, why not let people do what they want to do, right? They want to drop a few bucks on a freaking horse race? What the? I agree. Why do we have laws? I, I think we no, need to but get... what, what that particular law. I mean, <laughs> is it, I mean, they've had some strange laws on the books through the years. We need, we need to get... Like shoplifting. We need to get Gordon to a dog track stat. Well, oh, I'm wow. not. I'm not a gambler. That's the funny thing about it. I, I, I can't uh, remember the last time I ever bet on anything other than incriminating audio. I mean, as far as money goes, Lisa's I, pet name for me is Bowler. I, I haven't. Oh, thanks. Thanks for bringing all that up now. But maybe I should just bet money instead, huh? All right, we'll get to more coming up next. Uh, we've got Dirk Facer at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Bowler is going to be hanging out with the show the entire 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep. So we took turns of staring Out the window at the darkness The boredom overtook us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made a life out of Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, band of the Day today, it's a Total Request Tuesday. Your favorite songs about gambling. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I, I submitted a suggestion, but of course we'll take them on Twitter at Jake Scott's own, at Austin Horton, at Gordon Monson. Austin selected that one. I'm glad you did, Austin. Take that one right off the table because that's the... Yeah, it's the obvious the one. The obvious yeah. one. So what else you got? It was either that or songs about starting fast, but I thought that might go down a, <laughs> that a little weird. lane. Yeah. That's a little weird. Uh, so yeah, gambling. Good, oh, good. Man. Good selection, Austin. I, I like it. Cause you know... Can I uh, can I bring something up here that just sort of uh, struck me? Danger. And it's kind of just on my mind. I saw a story at CBSSports.com uh, uh, that listed uh, the, the playoff matchups that they hope to see in Orlando. Okay. And uh, let me let me tell you what they selected. Okay, uh, in the East, Toronto against Milwaukee. I think that's a that's a fine matchup. Uh, then the Pelicans and the Lakers, they want to see, and Zion has a lot to do with that, uh-huh. obviously, along with LeBron. And then they have the Heat against the Seventy Sixers. Uh, Jimmy Butler and company going up against his old team. Yeah. Uh, then they have the Thunder against the Rockets. And well, that's the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook connection. Yeah, Lakers and the Clippers uh, that speaks for itself, and then the Bucks and the Lakers. No mention of the Jazz anywhere. Are the Jazz a team that people don't want to watch? Are they are they a team that has no pizzazz for people? I mean, uh, no mention of the Jazz anywhere in this postseason. I, if we, if I had told you that before this season started, that would have surprised, I think, a lot of Jazz fans because they had such high hopes for what the Jazz might be and might uh, elevate themselves to through this particular postseason, you know, before the COVID-19 thing and all that. But still, I mean, it's out there, it's waiting, and the Jazz are just kind of 
Are they a team no one's talking about? Well, I, th- I think there's a reason for, for that, Gordon. Uh, well, one, Bogdanovich being out takes a little shine off, uh, off things and their chances at, uh, at doing some damage in the playoffs. But here's the thing, Gordon. You know, the Jazz this year were supposed to make the move from overachievers to contenders, right? right. That's what the, that was acquiring Conley, acquiring Bogdanovich. I mean, that was the idea. Uh, uh-huh. That was the expectation, fair or unfair. Uh, that was a reality. And I don't think that they the, I don't think that they achieved that expectation certainly yet. And that was the biggest storyline of the season is could they take it to the next level and they have not yet. I mean, we've seen signs of it, but I don't think we saw it. And and that's unfair because they didn't get a chance to finish out the season and this is going to be a unique circumstance so we'll really never know what what could have been. But if the Jazz had made that move into contender contender status, I think you would see a lot more buzz around them, but as of yet they haven't they haven't proven that. Well, that's sort of related to what we had talked about earlier about fast starters. The Jazz did not get off to a fast start. And we've, we've talked about the struggles of Mike Conley trying to find himself and the Jazz's, at time, their defensive weaknesses. And it, it, it came together in streaks. And it fell apart in streaks. Or skids, however you want to talk about it. But it, it, the Jazz, there is some talk that they were playing better toward the end before uh, the disruption in OKC. But I, I don't know. I, let me say it this way. It, if the Jazz can find a way to compensate for the loss of Bogdanovich, they could be a huge story in the postseason. They could be because they're kind of coming out of nowhere in a lot of people's minds. They were the they they were sort of the golden team during the off season. Everyone was talking about them, like you said, as as being uh, a, a, a dark horse that could really do some things this year and I think you're right I think it has tapered off and maybe maybe the Jazz have brought that upon themselves not that not that they want added pressure but uh, I, I think uh, they the, based on the way they have played it hasn't fulfilled what so many people were guessing for them before the season started and even our NBA assist guys who are well respected national guys who are not easily impressed and they have dragged their feet a little bit to the Jazz's table and even they were were thinking uh, this could be something uh, if not extraordinary at least semi-special for the Jazz this year and it's it hasn't really happened like you said well listen two years ago <clears throat> excuse me Donovan's rookie season I mean that was that was a season that you you just never see. I mean the run that they went on to close that season and then to top it off with an upset playoff victory over this star-studded Oklahoma City team. Uh, we said it at the time, Gordon, it was like something right out of the movies. I yeah. mean it was incredible. And so, especially given the Jazz's circumstance having lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I yeah. mean, add, adds right to it. You're, you're totally right. And then your way, you, you think like, okay, if we are, are seeing this now, what's the next chapter going to be? And so far, the next chapter has been good, 
but maybe not that next step. Coming back to that, you know, the the idea is to build a contender. We've had, you know, everybody from uh, from Gail to Greg to uh, you know, as representatives of the Miller family to Steve Starks to Jim Olson, who all you know say the same thing. You know, Dennis Lindsay, uh, Justin Zanuck, put them uh, and Quinn Snyder, for that matter, of of people who've come on this show and set that expectation of of contending for a title as the goal. Donovan and Rudy did too. One hundred percent. Yeah. So, so you know, they're this is nothing new to them. They're they're putting this pressure on themselves, and we just have not seen that next step into contention quite yet for whatever reason. And of course, it's not a fairy tale, so things are going to happen. You know, Mike Conley battling some injury issues that didn't help. That didn't help. And so there were some probably some unknowns from a chemistry standpoint. Who fits well with whom? You know, all those things that needed to be figured out and you were, you know, would hope by the end of the season, because Quinn Snyder teams have done this generally, they'd be clicking along pretty good. They just didn't get that chance. Well, remember when we used to talk about the Jazz on the uh, in the initial stages of their ascent a couple of years ago, we were going, where are the stars? We knew Donovan Mitchell uh, was a young, bright young talent. But where were the all stars? Where were they? And Rudy came on and established himself as one of the best defenders on the planet. And then this year, if I had told you before the season started that Donovan and Rudy were both going to be all-stars, you would have thought that was a really uh, positive indicator. And I think it was. Don't you? I mean, the Jazz, however, were, the Jazz were having however, a good season, just not. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, good that's not I mean that wasn't what the buzz was about before the season started. It was somewhere between really good and and potential contender and thus I don't think you see the buzz nationally surrounding the jazz, so they have to go out and grab those headlines, yeah, yeah, you know, write so another story like they did two years ago where where they came out of nowhere to really take down you know a team that did get a ton of headlines and I think they're advanced from that because there has been anticipation by many. Uh, that they would they would were on track, and then there was sort of a lull in this adjustment period. All the things that you just talked about, and and so now if they did reemerge, I mean people would go, yeah, that's what we were that's what we were thinking about, and they'll have to do it without Bogdanovich, but they might be a better defensive team without him, and so if those guys can hit shots. That sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? But that's really what it's going to come down to because I think they will be a better defensive team uh, with better defenders on the floor more because, let's say, Bogdanovich didn't really help in that regard. All right, Gordon. Uh, by the way, what a what a constructive conversation. Didn't that feel good? I mean, just I felt constructive, informative. We really, really put some ideas out there into the world. Are you complimenting yourself? No, I, so constructive because that was your goal. I'm complimenting us, uh, yeah, and me. Oh, yeah, well, I that's th- true. <laughs> complimenting me, yeah, me, me. All right, well, that was your goal. That's why I brought it up. I said you know, that's what you. That was what you wanted to accomplish today, and so far, so good. All right, Gordon. Let's uh, let's talk about something right now that we can both get on board with, and that's having a cabin in the woods which is just uh, the American dream. Let's get out to our good friend Roger, who's joining us from the cabins at Bear River Lodge. First and foremost, Roger, how are you, sir? Great. How are you? It's been fun listening to you guys for the past hour. 
Hey, we, we're doing terrific, man, and uh, we're excited to have you on the show today and, and on the station because, uh, really, I, I've been up there. I've experienced uh, the experience uh, that, that you can have up at the cabins at Bear River Lodge, and it, it's one of the kind. This is, this is a really neat experience and opportunity for our listeners, and I'm excited to get the word out. Well, Jake, thanks. It is a great opportunity, and right now we're running an incredible deal. We want people to learn about our shared cabin ownership program. It's a program where they can own a deeded interest in a specific cabin with none of the headaches, none of the hassles. We take care of everything. They just show up, build traditions with their family, make memories. We take care of the maintenance, the cleaning, the headaches that come with ownership. They get all the enjoyment. They can come up right now, buy a certificate for $99 on our website, it allows them to stay for a night, go out on an evening ride in a side-by-side, sit in the hot tub, swim in the pools, fish in the ponds, do everything our owners get to do for $99, and then I'll sit down for 30 minutes and talk to them about the program and see if it's a fit for their family. See, I, I love this because, and by the way, go to BearRiverLodge.com and find those uh, certificates because you're going to have a great experience regardless. But I, I think, you know, our listeners need to get up there and experience what, what it's like. Like you just said, having all the upsides of a cabin in the woods, your very own cabin ownership of it, but you don't have the downsides of all the maintenance and the headache. Yeah, it's a great way to own a cabin at a fraction of the cost. You could spend several hundred thousand dollars buying a cabin. And use it four, five, six, ten times a year, or you can spend ten or fifteen thousand owning a share in a cabin, still use it ten or fifteen times a year, and none of the headaches, none of the hassles. I, I, I got a question. Ask, I oh, got a sorry, question Gordon, go for ahead. you. Oh yeah, I got a question. Since Jake went up there, did he look like he was in his natural habitat up there? Did he look like he was comfortable doing all those things? You know, Jake showed up with shorts probably socks and flip-flops, I'm not sure, and a big old sombrero. He was totally at home. Right in my element, Roger. Right, right so there. So any of us, any of us could go up there and have a great time, sounds like. It doesn't take much. Look, come to relax. We'll take care of everything. Just come sit on the deck, listen to the river, overlooking the fishing ponds. It is a great way to get away, and we're just two hours from Salt Lake City, we're right on the Mirror Lake Scenic Byway. We overlook the Bear River. We border the million acres of national forest. It's a great opportunity for people to come up and see how they can own a share in a cabin. All right, you got to look into it. It's bearriverlodge.com. Get online, bearriverlodge.com. Trust me, it's an uh, it's an unbelievably great experience. Bearriverlodge.com. Roger, you're going to be hanging out with us throughout the show. We're excited about it, and we'll talk to you coming up. Great. Talk to you in a little while. That's our friend Roger from Bear River, the cabins at Bear River Lodge, online, bearriverlodge.com. And I'll tell you what, Gordon, I was in my element, man. Thank you very much. You, I I was, mean, you were raving about it. I had my tie-dye bucket hat on, Gordon, and I was, I was ready to roll. <laughs> you were a sight to see up there, I bet, huh? I, it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. They, they make you feel at home, and they make sure you, you know what you're doing, and they, you're, you're well-equipped to have a good time. And if I remember right, your daughter caught her first fish her there. First fish at the pond up there, and they've got a couple cool. of really nice big ponds. And yeah, it was a it was a really neat experience. So, mm. bearriverlodge.com, bearriverlodge.com, and uh, one thing we didn't talk about there, Gordon, they have they have cabins that, you know, the the modest three person Scott family. But also, if you want to, like, you, I think of you with your uh, your extended family and all your girls, Gordon, they've got they've got a setup for you too. So they've got a little bit of everything up there. 
Yeah, I looked at the pictures. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very nice. All right, BearRiverLodge.com. We'll have more coming up next. It is the big show. Don't forget Dirk Facer at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Bowler the whole 5 o'clock hour. Uh, We have What's Going On at 3. It's all straight ahead on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. little clash going out to the one and only Scott Gerard on a total request Tuesday. You can tweet at us at Austin Horton at Jake Scott's own at Gordon Monson. Uh, our theme today is gambling because it came up in segment number one. So your favorite gambling tune. Uh, and so uh, shout out to Scotty. We've actually got a good response so far on this one. We've got a lot of great songs coming in. So keep that rolling. Well, as I said, I'm not a gambler and I never really have done any sports betting or anything like that, but I don't understand why why it's viewed the way it is and I, by 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 legislators you know by people who make the rules uh, it's being legalized in some states but uh, cuz the feds backed off but i and i've done stories jake on compulsive gambling i've talked to people i went to a uh when i was in la i went to a uh, gamblers anonymous meeting and met some of the people and heard their stories and whatnot. So I get, for those who have a problem, I get that that can be a problem. But for most people, with all the billions and billions of dollars that's spent on gambling in this country every year, one way or another, I people do it for entertainment value most, mostly. You know, Gordon, uh, from my personal experience, I enjoy the freedom to make my own bad decisions. So I often <laughs> look at things through that lens. I, I, a very I, constructive uh, opinion on your point, that, on your part there. I, that's your theme today. Right. I, you know, if I want to go uh, throw away the college fund in Wendover, then, you know. <laughs> college fund. Should be I'm free sure to do Sadie that. Sadie will appreciate that. <laughs> But that, oh, that's man, do you know how much hot water I would be in if I went out to Wendover and threw away Sadie's college fund? That would be uh, a lot. I don't even want to think about it. That would be that would be rough. But I, I should have the freedom to make that bad, bad decision if I wanted to. So explain to me, and, and I'm playing dumb here a little bit, but that's easy for me to do. It comes naturally. Why the fear of gambling? Why Why are so many states hesitant are they afraid that it's going to cause some kind of depravity amongst their citizens or what, what do they think a bunch of people are going to run out there and 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 blow their paychecks and not be able to pay their rent or or make their house payment or what what is it that is so fearful um let's see if i can put this in in kind of a constructive way because uh, that's mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do today. Yeah, I know. Um, let's see. We make laws to protect ourselves from ourselves all the time, right? I mean, we don't let you take the Ferrari out onto I-15 and go 150 miles an hour. But I think that's more to protect other people, isn't it? Maybe, but also to—I mean, like a seatbelt law. Then, if uh-huh. if that doesn't do it for you, I mean, we make we make laws to protect ourselves from ourselves all the time. So how far does that go, right? Because we can all get on board that wearing seatbelts is probably a good idea. 
But where does that line drawn? And it's drawn differently in different communities. Now, me personally, I think that people should be allowed to. Well, let me put it this way. Like you, you were talking about uh, Gamblers Anonymous and that sort of thing. You know, maybe uh, if we put more of our resources into, you know, helping folks deal with their problems and less into uh, enforcing somebody's morality on everybody, I think that that could be a little bit more productive. But that's just one opinion. But what's the what's the overall drain on society that uh, that certain parties are afraid of? Do they think it really would result in widespread irresponsibility and then inability to pay bills to uh, to I, I here? Well, let me let me let's let's take uh, the well, let's take a popular argument used against gambling that that is kind of morality. They they have taken morality out out of it and that it's basically a tax on the poor hmm. or at least that that argument has been used a lot for lottery. Right. You know, yes, it, it comes with all these benefits where, you know, this money goes into education and all this. But it it, it uh, you know, basically takes money from that money comes from a population more so uh, than it, it's not exactly a tax that's representative. Is that and that's, sense? And, that can, and that's backed up by facts. I would guess so, considering the how often I've, I've heard that argument. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't have any sort of uh, study right in front of me. Uh-huh. But I've heard that well, argument a lot when it comes to lottery in, in particular. Well, again, I've talked with these people face to face and I've heard their stories, but I think they're the exception, not the rule. You know, and I'm, uh, I just with these laws that are in place in some states, I, are they are they afraid that there would be this flood of irresponsibility and then. Uh, people would would lose their homes or I mean, it, I know that happens to a to a single digit kind of percentage but but you see what you're saying there that's protecting someone from themselves themselves so if you're going to believe in that part of it then you believe that your judgment is better than someone else's but you can you can make that argument about all sorts of stuff that we have laws against well there's a whole lot of it going on illegally around the country so it's kind of like I know we make fun of it, you know, with the NCAA tournament and all that stuff. And it's, you know, sometimes that can amount to a decent amount of money. And uh, what, how many how many millions of people participate in that? But technically, that's illegal in a lot of states. How big a deal is the bookie these days? Are there a lot of bookies out there or has the business changed to where it's more online and that sort of thing? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I know some people we could call to find that out, but uh, I don't. I don't know uh, myself. The only bookie I've actually really met, like a legit bookie, and it just appeared like he was living the dream because he just sat in a popular sports bar in the same place all day every day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it seemed like a nice enough guy. But is that is that still a is that still a thing? I I would imagine it is. Yeah. Kind of what health insurance do you get as a bookie? Because I, I, aren't there, there, like there are more apps and stuff like that, that out there. Like I've seen a friend of mine who's who's into that sort of thing with the sports, uh, and he's got a he's got an app that he just goes with. But is that like some sort of offshore thing, or is that just a bookie who happens to know his technology? Hmm. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I prefer I to make the the drive west if I have that gambling itch that needs yeah. scratching. Yeah, and a lot of Utahns do that. Uh, but I, I remember when I did that story, I was trying to find out how much gambling was going on. And I think one of the experts told me that 
the total amount that is bet, and I believe it was illegally, not 100% sure on that, was more than all the money that is spent on movie theaters and watching movies and other forms of entertainment. It was just a gigantic number. And I thought, wow, a lot of people like doing this. And, And maybe they like doing it too much. And that's what creates the fear. In uh, in government, uh, apparently some walls are being knocked down in this regard, and I have no dog in this fight. I don't care. I don't, I, I'm not. I've never really been tempted to gamble. Other people enjoy it, and I've never thought anything big of it. I thought, okay, he likes dropping a few bucks down on a on a game or something. I've never done that. I don't even know how you do it. I remember going to Atlantic City one time, and I had it was when I uh, I don't know how old I was. I was I was a relatively young person. And I went there, and I had 30 bucks in my pocket, and I said, okay, that's what I'm going to use to, to drop some coins in, a, in, a, in some slot machines or something. Very unsophisticated. And I went there, and at one point, I was up like 60 bucks or something. But then, next thing you know, I was losing some, and I think I walked, uh, I walked out with about 40 bucks. And I thought, okay, well, I, I, it was a, I didn't really make anything, but it was fun. It was fun doing that. I mean, I didn't have any real pull or draw to continue do it or to go over to the sports book and drop some money down on that. I, I, I didn't really care, but some people really enjoy it. So I, I don't, I didn't, it was, I remember thinking this, this was like 40 years ago. And I thought, why, why is this only allowed in certain areas? It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. That, that one, that one experience was an epiphany to you, huh? Went into a casino and came back back ten dollars richer. Yeah, or I think it was like five or ten bucks. You, you, essentially nothing. And I, you, I, you I, fought the urge not to risk every penny you had, and and were victorious. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. May I mean, that be a lesson well, to everybody. Well, I mean, I don't know. Some people have a problem with it, but a lot of people can do it responsibly, and it, they don't. You know, their their mortgage isn't threatened, their homes aren't threatened. They're, they they can enjoy themselves and have some fun, and it creates more interest in. In uh, in watching games, which which we're all for, we hope people enjoy their sports. All right, stay tuned. We've got what's going on coming up next. Dirk Facer joins us at the top of the four o'clock hour. Bowler along for the ride the entire five o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It is the big show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.